Good morning. It's March 8th, and welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audio companion to the book by the same name. Today's title is Circumcision. In Christ you were also circumcised, were the circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Colossians 2, 11. It turns out people get a little squeamish when they hear the word circumcision. I, on the other hand, have performed several thousand circumcisions on newborns and don't even flinch when the topic arises. Most commonly, couples ask me my opinion on whether their son should be circumcised. I go through the facts with them, that there is no clear-cut medical indication, that it's been done for thousands of years among Jews and Muslims as an outward sign of their devotion to God, it is extremely uncommon in Europe and Asia, and variable in Africa today, there are no public funds available for circumcision in the U.S. since the late 80s, so there are many more children of every race who are not circumcised than there used to be, and about 25% of our male population are uncircumcised. However, I do feel that, like father, like son, is something to consider. When my son was four, his weenie was about the most important thing in the world, and comparison to dad was inevitable. Most importantly, I emphasize that the decision is permanent. You could wait to do a circumcision until the child is older, Not a particularly good idea, but once you have it done, there's no turning back. In the Bible, God commands Abraham to have the males among the chosen people circumcised on the eighth day of life. This is to signify the everlasting covenant made between God and Abraham and his descendants. In it, God promises that Abraham will be fruitful, the father of many nations, and that the chosen people will receive the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and in return, Yahweh will be their God. Genesis 17:6. God intended circumcision to be an outward sign of their inner devotion. His chosen people were to be set apart, holy, and the circumcision of, let's face it, a very significant part of a man's body would be both a constant reminder and a sign of their faith to outsiders. Unfortunately, the entire Old Testament is the story of the chosen people messing up and the Lord forgiving them, in a cycle repeated over and over, until finally God has had enough, and he allows both Israel and Judah to be destroyed, and the remnant forced into exile. The people forgot what circumcision even meant. In fact, they forgot what all of the rituals related in Leviticus meant. They started to believe the action of their sacrificial ceremonies, like circumcision, were earning God's favor, rather than the sign of their inner orientation of heart. They started to believe that they were special because of these things, not because of their loving relationship to God. As the way, by which Christianity was initially known, began to spread, a dispute between Paul, Barnabas, and some of the Pharisees now following Christ arose. Many of these early Jewish Christians felt that the Gentiles should have to be circumcised in order to join their sect. Eventually, this was so contentious an issue that it had to be adjudicated by the Jerusalem Council. They concluded rightly that circumcision was an outward sign only, that it was the heart of the individual that determined their adoption into God's family via Christ. Circumcision was not required of Gentiles. Acts 15, 7. Circumcision on the eighth day wasn't magic. 
it marked the person permanently, but it was the parents who were instructed to teach the child and bring them to faith. True children of Abraham were those whose inner being, whose heart, had been circumcised, no matter their ethnicity. Deuteronomy 30:6. That same permanence is intended for the circumcision of the heart today, which happens immediately after a person truly comes to faith. So next time you fail, next time you begin to doubt your faith, next time you start to think you aren't good enough, remember that the moment you accepted Christ, you became a new person, permanently. Despite the opinion of a minority, you can't lose your faith. God's love for you does not change, and even your faith is a loving gift from God. Each one of the thousands of circumcisions I have done is permanent. Christians aren't perfect. They sin every day. But for those of us whose faith is real, well, we've been circumcised in the heart irrevocably. So as we allow more and more control by the Holy Spirit, those mess-ups we make daily will, God willing, diminish. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you that your grace is everlasting. Once born anew with a circumcised heart, our desire to glorify you with our actions will continue to grow permanently. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.